Welcome to Across the Margin, the podcast. I am your host, Michael Shields. Across the Margin is a proud member of the Osiris Media Group. Head over to osirispod.com to check out everything they got going on. That is osirispod.com. In this episode, I present to you an interview with director Sean Claffey, who has more than 25 years in the film industry, spanning feature films, industry documentaries, and commercials. His latest film, Americond, is a documentary about income inequality in the U.S. and the tragic, destabilizing effects it has on Americans. Radical inequality has led to radicalization at every level of society, and this powerful documentary depicts what happens when America hits its tipping point. Americond looks back through American history at similar critical moments of instability and notes that the labor movement of the past was born in times like these. Despite an increase in productivity in recent decades, compensation for the American worker has been stagnant. In addition, 47% of American jobs are at a high risk of being lost to automation and AI by the mid-2030s. In the United States, there's been an upward redistribution of over $50 trillion from the bottom 90% to the top 1% over the last 40 years. Politicians on both sides of the aisle have created a protection racket for the rich, and corporations are deliberately crushing unions. Americond takes a hard and important look at critical problems facing the United States and offers hope through real-life stories of those fighting back and working towards a rebirth of labor that is happening in America right now. So, in this episode, me and Sean Claffey discuss Christian Small's inspiring movement to unionize American workers for the first time. We talk about just how rapidly the income inequality gap in America has grown in the past 40 years and the nefarious tactics many in power use to increase their own wealth while drastically eroding the middle class. We explore how AI will continue to contribute to the increase in wealth inequality, how the wealth gap contributes to democratic instability, and so much more. Americond is a fantastic documentary. It's sharp with the way it conveys critical information and really pushes forward crucial conversations we need to be having. You can find it on Prime, Apple TV, all the spots, really. I have no doubt you will enjoy and learn a whole lot from it. And that could be said with this interview with Steve Claffey. podcast the doc is fantastic i really i really enjoyed it it's super important the issues it brought up um it was great i really enjoyed it so thank you for taking the time to talk about it thank you so much and thank you so much for having me of course so um let's get into the uh christian smalls of it all because i'm so inspired by his story and I, I'm, I'm assuming that you are as well when did you catch on um to uh you know chris's story and you know his uh get involved with and, and get front row seats to see his his quest to, um, you know, start the, the Amazon um, union. Yeah. So um, one of our producers, Jillian Hurley, had uh, contacted Chris very shortly after he did the walkout. Yeah. Um, so uh, they did the It's probably within three months of mm-hmm. their of their initial walkout for safety concerns. Um 
uh, you know, they weren't given PPE. They weren't given, um, you know, someone would get sick and they would just, they wouldn't even clean the station. They just put the next person in. Unbelievable. Yeah. It was just really, you know, especially back then when everyone was dying in New York. Yep. yep. Um, so he walked out and then he, he got fired and I met him, you know, I think within three months yeah, of yeah. that. And we weren't exactly sure how it was going to fit into the film at the time. Um, because it wasn't exactly income inequality or wealth inequality, yeah, yeah. but, um, but we met, I interviewed him, uh, in Newark on the, on the stoop of his house, uh, at the time and we clicked and, um, yeah. And I just started, we started following him from there. And then yeah, how, how inspiring was it to be, I mean, when, you know, everything came to a head at that moment where but he comes out, what did you say? We smoked them. That's, yeah. I mean, that gives me chills. That's a cool moment. How how fun was that to see? Oh yeah, my God! Uh, to follow him for almost three years, I guess yep. two and a half years, something like that. Um, and the ups and downs of it all, you know, uh, the loss in Bessemer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, sort of a, a heartbreaking moment. Absolutely. Um, you know, they went down there, and then you know some stuff that didn't even make in, into the film. You know, a lot of the other unions w- wouldn't give him the time of day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was very disappointing, and then uh, we were down in Bessemer. And I, I was, you know, after all this headwind he was getting, um, I was like, just become your own reunion reps, yeah. Yeah. right? And I don't want to take credit beyond that. They're probably already thinking yeah. about it. They did it, you know. Yeah. They did yeah. it. Uh, it was, um, you know, o- almost a year, just under a year. They were out there three shifts. Amazing. Tornado hit them, ice, snow, sleet, wind, rain. Mm-hmm. You know, they lost, I think they lost 12 tents, got blown away. Mm-hmm. Um, and but that's how you do it, right? You know, you, yeah. you you know, you need massive action. Um, and then they were also they came from the inside, you know, it was instead of an outside in mm-hmm. uh unionization, it was an inside out. Yeah. Uh and because they were on the inside when they had the anti-union meetings, they were always say, well, that's not true, you know, because they just lied to them yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, in those meetings, you know. Yeah. It's wild. It's wild. You know, it was really, it's kind of funny looking at it now, and, and it was highlighted in your film, was how they really wanted him to be, Amazon, I'm speaking, they wanted him to be the face of the union because they thought, you know, he would be looked at as, un, you know, that, that unfit. Um, and it's so funny because it's just it's truly such the opposite. I mean, I'm I'm in awe of his spirit, you know, how hard he fought. What was great, too, in your film? And, and I was wondering, you know, this is something you really wanted to show how how amazing of a family man he was. That was that was something you really brought home in a major way, which I, I, I really thought it was special. Yeah. Um, well, he's totally, you know, a, not only a family, family man, but he really cared. He walked out because he cared about. And he was a supervisor. Mm-hmm. And so and and you know, he he opened three or four Amazon warehouses. Uh he trained his bosses. I mean, you know, uh there's definitely a glass ceiling in there if you know, um, you know, if, if you're African American, they just don't they, they yeah. won't bring you above a certain level. Bullshit. Uh but they, you know, not only they said very specifically, you know, in a in a leaked email. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna make him the face of the union movement because he's not smart or articulate, which is a direct racist trope, right? Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, now, if you spent uh, five minutes with him, <laughs> you'd realize that that is not the case, uh, you know, beyond the trope. Yep. You know, he was he has massive charisma, but he's super smart. And, you know, he was a chess champion in high school. I mean, the guy is – and he's one of the most tenacious people I've ever met. Yeah. Um, you know, him at all. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, and Derek as well, Derek Palmer, um, he, uh, uh, you know, they, they just never gave up. They just kept going and, you know, uh, you know, I didn't know if they were going to win or not, Mm -hmm. but I, I, I knew that they were going to try so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's get into the the incoming quality thing. Cause I mean, obviously it's, it's just, it's unbelievable when you know everything mm-hmm. you get into the history which was really great in your movie and just every you know all the kind of villains from you know milton friedman on um kind of digging into it and and, and exploring this idea i mean how how um generally speaking how 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 bad is it i mean it's it's brought out in your in your uh in your doc in an amazing way but i'd love to hear you speak a little bit on just just how vast this gap is at this point so when we started the film we, we knew it was bad yeah and we knew that it was something that was uh, needed to be fixed. You know, in our lifetime, uh, we've watched the middle class erode or become the state, you know, destabilized, yeah. you know, uh, but the path to the middle class has really been eroded. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the rich, you know, by far one of the richest countries and the richest country in the world. Number one. Yep. Um, you know, there's no, no excuse that anyone that works hard shouldn't be in the middle class. Yeah um as as far as how bad is it mm-hmm. it's far far worse than we ever thought yeah we yep. started um you know went to communities where they flush their toilets with you know water they get in a bucket uh because no running water no electricity um there is uh tired neighborhoods in uh mississippi without running water or electricity um you know, 45% of all Americans 18 to 65 have uh, a median income of $10.50 an hour. So that creates an existential threat mm-hmm. to the democracy, as we, we, we were seeing, right, these, you know, the destabilization. It's, it's, yeah. it's in the papers every day. Yep. Um, and if we don't fix this, you know, there's never been, as Nick Hanauer in the film says, there's never been uh, in human history um, a society that is this unequal that doesn't fall into uh, a police state, authoritarian rule, or revolution. All three of those are terrible. Right? Yep. Yeah. You know, even the people calling for the revolution, you know, that very rarely works out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. So that, I mean, there is a point too, and I, I actually mean this as a compliment. I say that the doc got real busy. And like we all of a sudden towards, I think three fourths through AI was coming up, voting rights were coming up. You just mentioned the threat to democracy. January 6th came up, um, housing costs, it was all. But this is really, and I think this is maybe the point you were trying to make that these are all really completely related. And it's kind of the the idea is this this gap is is these other problems or, or just all, you know, because of this thing that's income inequalities. Is that kind of what you were driving home with all that? Yeah. So, uh, you know, like NAFTA was the, um, 
destruction of rural America. Wages in rural America have been cut in half since 1975. So those people, you know, everyone promises in this and that and Democrat or Republican, uh, and they just get flushed down the toilet. So they're they're ready to just burn it all to the ground. Yeah. Um, Now, um, we wanted to weave all this in there, especially the AI, because so now AI, right, is going to be that to the to the white collar worker Mm -hmm. so the ceo of ibm just i think about a month ago Mm -hmm. stated gleefully that he's going to eliminate all jobs possible that he can replace with ai just openly bragging oh yeah and now now think about like contractual lawyers right Mm -hmm. chat gpt and maybe the next iteration or the one after that a year or two out Mm -hmm. they're done there's no more contractual lawyers, right? wow. unneeded yeah. accounts. Why would you need them? Stockbrokers cannot outperform AI. They're done, right? Um, so the, the people that are upper middle class or above, right, they better wake up. Yeah, yeah, it's going to affect them business. too. Is what you're saying? Yes, yes. Uh, so they're they've been they're in this bubble. They live in their little community. They don't meet anyone who's poor. Yeah. You know, the they don't realize that the reason that. Uh, you know, 40% of all uh, homeless people work full-time. Yep. 70% of all homeless people worked in the last, uh, either working now or in the last six months full-time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, we, you know, we interviewed um, Mike Buckman in Seattle, and he said a shocking stat that every $100 rise in the median rent in a location, homelessness goes up 10%. Wow. Wow. I, I, I didn't know that. That that, yeah. that makes sense, but it's also that's mind blowing. Yeah. So everyone's on the edge, right? Yep. Yep. And that just pushes them over. And once you once you fall out of that, you're never you know you get into a hotel situation where you're paying weekly, maybe you're paying three thousand dollars a month to stay in the hotel. You'll never get that first, last, and security back, even if you can pass the credit check. Yeah, that's that's wild. That's really wild. But um, one thing that was pointing out too, um. That that's kind of daunting, and and I don't see discussed much. And I was glad to see it in your film. Is this idea of people who are in compromised situations feeling guilty and made to feel guilty? And it's kind of this thing, like you know, you you're not working hard enough, you're not cutting it. And obviously, uh, as pointing out in in um, American, and just I think we all know this that 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 the system, or we know this, the system is at fault not these people but it's also it's pushed upon them this idea that you're 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 not cutting it so i was wondering if you could speak on that a little bit how guilt uh it's kind of used um to make these people feel feel like they're not worthy yeah so they're working 40 50 60 hours a week two three jobs Mm -hmm. they're not making it at the end of each you know at the end of each week Mm -hmm. month and we're told that uh you know this in this uh, rugged individualism here in America, you know, stemming from this Western uh, uh, culture, mm-hmm. um, that's all not true, right? Um, those people that moved out there had uh, communities. Um, they worked together. They had uh, protection from the U.S. government. They had, you know, all this stuff. Um, 
so there there is no such thing as rugged individualism um we cannot survive without you know communities and um you know what's what's that is you know you look at canada or you know europe um especially northern europe um you know they take care of their people they retrain them they, they you know they they train them so they can get good jobs you know, you see unionization at, you know, huge levels. We're at 6% in this country. For unionization. 6% unionization, that's it? Yeah, that's it. Uh, we were at 36 or 38, I forget exactly, um, in the 50s. We're at 6%. And you can just see, like, the wow. um, as, the, as the unionization drops, the middle class drops. Yeah, yeah. Because even for non-union jobs, the the unions were would keep the wages high, so then the non union workers would have to be paid almost as much yep. to attract workers. Well, that leads me to something I want to ask too, and 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 it's so important. It's almost kind of like a hopeful, exciting moment in certain ways. But I'd love if you can speak some on the power of unions historically, because you do you know uh, do a deep dive kind of into you know when they were at their peak and what that meant to people, and then also kind of its potential right now. Um, unions are pretty special. I'm glad to see them being talked about more and, and um, people getting a little excited about it, which is great. It's, it's necessary. Yeah. So, so I, I think the pandemic woke a lot of people up, yeah. right? They got, they got to pause and realize, wait, this isn't working. It's not working for me. Mm-hmm. This isn't working for my friends. This isn't working for the nurses. This isn't working for the teachers. This isn't working for anybody. You know, it's working for yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe 5%, but really 1%. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's only one way to combat um, this uh, immense wealth power, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's t- taking control of the, through lobbyists and through think tanks and through the federal society taking control of our government. And that's with... Um, bringing uh, people together and organizing. So that could be uh, activists organizing or it could be union organizing. And union organizing is is great for, you know, benefits, safety, and wages. And how do you, how do you combat uh, income inequality? You raise wages, you know. How do you uh, combat homelessness? You make affordable housing and raise wages. It's not hard. Yeah, um, and we can see you, you know you can do the the dive on the on the books right on these big companies and it would barely affect them right yeah um, Amazon or Walmart could raise their raise their wages to thirty bucks an hour starting mm-hmm. change the whole country absolutely absolutely right just and like- mm-hmm. in the long term those people will be able to buy from them yeah right and I- the whole economy will come up. Um, raising wages doesn't kill jobs. No. Because as Nick Hanauer says in the film, mm-hmm. if no one has any money, who's going to buy the stuff? Absolutely. I'm, I'm glad trickle-down economics was, uh, you know, highlighted and how ridiculous of an idea that that is. It's yeah, let's a- give all the money to, uh, you know, <laughs> it's 5,000 people in the whole yeah. country. And yeah, that's going to be great for the middle class. Yeah. It's unbelievable yeah. how how powerful that lie resonated for years. It's it's just I mean they really they really still does. What's that? You know, yeah, I mean still does. Yeah, yeah, still does. And yeah. you know, going around the country, I people that who are in bad situations mm. are arguing this. Absolutely. 
you know, they're not making it and they're saying, well, if they raise the wages, it's going to kill. I'm like, Whoa. I mean, it's just, they're, they've done a really great job at messaging. Yeah. It's, it's, an, it's, it's impressive. It's, imp it's, it's scary how impressive it is. Yeah. Um, some su super inspiring people um, beyond Christian in the film. Um, Jenny DePaul was one. Um, is that so that her organization's called Project Kind? How'd yes. you come upon her and what can you say about Project Kind? She was that was pretty cool. Yeah, I was doing uh, I was shooting a um, a podcast for I was like lighting, I was setting it up for um, one of the former producers of the, the View, mm -hmm. and she mm -hmm. oh, cool. yeah, and I and I, I met her and I was like, oh, she would be perfect. Mm -hmm. So I started following her. Um, I mean, she is one of the most self selfless people I've ever met. Yeah. She's um, right in there. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's really amazing. And, you know, there's a lot of people like her. And, you know, she stands in for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And we all have to be a little bit more like her. Yeah. Absolutely. And give what we what we can to those who are, you know, struggling. Absolutely. Christine, is it Christina, the truck driver? Yes. She was, I mean... And we spoke about guilt already, and she was really having a hard time and kind of giving herself a hard time. But I mean, honestly, looking at her story, her raising those kids, her working that hard, I thought she was, I can't think of a better word, but I thought she was a badass. She was super inspiring. She was busting her hump. And it's just such a shame to see how hard she has to struggle to try to make it with all the intentions and, you know, will she had to, to power through. Um, how was it? Was the idea to to tell different stories from different regions to show how this is affecting many of us and you know this is all throughout America? Was it that's a good that's kind of a point to some of these different stories, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. we wanted to show that this is this is throughout America. Yeah, um, that it's at every strata of our economic system mm -hmm. that people so easily slide out of the upper middle class, the middle yeah. class, the working class, um, you know, and it destroys the families. And, you know, you could tell, you could uh, do a documentary that uh, just talks about um, statistics and mm -hmm. maybe it might be powerful. But if you don't tell the story of, of real Americans who are suffering, yep. you know, um, you can't look away from that. Right. These are people that are working their asses off. So hard. Yep. And they're not making it. And yep. that's it's not right. Right. Yep. Definitely. I, I want to commend you on that. That's that is that's so important. The human element was so present. I mean, definitely dropped the numbers on us and, you know, it, the great history of some of this. But there was the, the human part of it was, was so deeply, deeply affecting her story, all the other stories in it. Um, you know, I, I was curious, though, because there is it is such an uphill climb. We are facing some serious, serious stuff here. But, um, uh, you know, there's there is this underlying uh, hope that trickles throughout the dock and this idea that it there, this might be a, a moment in time where, like you said, the pandemic did wake us up and, and has a lot of people talking about these things. Um, do you feel did you feel as you went through and were talking to people and then kind of bouncing around the country uh, making this dock that that there could be a rekindling of spirit, the rebirth of the labor movement. Happy. Had, did, any hope, any hope that you were garnering during the process? No, absolutely. I mean, to just to show Chris Smalls and his team, right. Yeah. Basically about seven of them. Mm -hmm. you know, and then it got a little bigger. There was about a core group of seven who had, you know, two folding tables, a barbecue and a tent. Yep. Through just massive, massive action went up against at the time the richest man in the world and 
the biggest employer in America mm-hmm. and won. Yeah. So if they can do it, we can do it. We cannot get cynical. We cannot be depressed. Yep. The time is now, um, you know, seeing uh, when we finished editing the movie, it was uh, unions favorability was 68%, right? Mm-hmm. It's now 73%. So it's near all time highs. Wow. So, you know, true democracy, mm-hmm. even though we're, and people argue we're, you know, a representative yeah. democracy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, we're still a democracy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, th- then it would be very easy to, to have unions and hold unions and form unions. It would happen like this. Yep. 70, nothing is 73%. No one agrees 73% or anything, mm-hmm. you know, or very few things. Um, so the pendulum is swinging. We're seeing the nurses striking, mm-hmm. you know, the writer's guild is striking. Mm-hmm. SAG's going to strike yeah. in a few days. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, people are fed up, right? Yep. Um, yep. So the pendulum is swinging. It's yeah. got a long way to swing. Sure. And we have to help it. Yep. Um, and we have to demand that our, and, and vote out. We have to vote out the, whether Democrats or Republican, yep. anyone that is uh, not supporting the middle class, not supporting the path to the middle class, and is certainly who is trying to uh, degrade the democracy. Absolutely. Uh, they have to go and we have to actively, we can't say someone has to do this. We have yep. to do this. Right? Yep. Um, it's our watch. It's, it's, you know, we have to, we have to find the time and make it happen. Yeah, great. I was just going to ask you to kind of close it down. To, you know, any thoughts on what we can do? Because you, you know, obviously voting them out is is a great thing, but you know, it's great all these nonprofits or anything, but it's not a long term solution. We got to figure out some long term solutions here. But it's great that people are seeing the writing on the wall, and it's because of docs like yours that uh, people are you know getting this information. It's super important. I'm glad to talk about it here and ask you about it. Uh, where can I'm sure anyone who's listening got a um, a good taste of this. Where can we find the doc? Where can people check this, uh, check it out? Sure. So it's streaming in North America right now. Uh, just finished the theatrical run. Um, so you can go to our website, www.americon.com and see all the places that's streaming it, streaming at like seven different places, Apple TV, iTunes, uh, Amazon, um, Voodoo, and the restaurant there. Um, and you know, you could rent it for four or five bucks and yeah. buy it for 10, 12 bucks. Cool. Uh, it's something you might want to watch twice. Or, yeah. Uh, oh, I'm definitely going to give it another go. There's a yeah. lot to on. Like I said, all the history is amazing and just kind of seeing how, now I'm glad you pointed that out multiple times that on both sides of the aisle, the responsibility there, that's crucial. Cause I mean, I, I, I it is important to note that this has been happening through all the presidencies through the 80s, whether, you know, it has been Republican or Democrat. It's crucial to point out, you know. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Right. One of the one of the parties is pushing for authoritarianism. Yes, um, they're not the same. Yeah, no, but they're both to blame in the, for this for this instance. Um, you know, it was Clinton that signed NAFTA without any protections for workers um, or not enough, you know. I could probably get some pushback on that. Not nearly enough productions for workers. Um, then that were quickly eroded um, almost immediately after. Um, 
Yeah, so it's both parties. Uh, we need we need new leadership. Um, the lobbyists are a big problem. Um, we got to support. You know, and like in in Michigan, uh, you know, they took back the the state house, and they're doing amazing things just in the first couple of months. Right, that should be the model. Right, we need state judges. We need to be able to redraw the maps that are so gerrymandered. Um, and, and that's how it's going to, you know, maybe you make more change through local and state, um, which I think the Democrats have really uh, forgotten about in the last decades. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think, I think this doc too shows that with Christian story and everything, if you do get involved, you can do something. And we all, we all need to with this uphill battle that, that highlighted in the film. It's excellent. Thank you so much uh, for coming on and talking about uh, Americon. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me and getting the message out. This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at osirispod.com.